When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, hello. I am here with founder and CEO of The Financial Gym. This is Shannon McClay. And Shannon has a great story about where she came from and how she got into this. So let's just start there because of your background. I know it's going to resonate with this audience. Yeah. Yeah. So my story, and at least with working in financial services, or at least as an advisor, started um, over 10 years ago now. I was working for Bank of America Merrill Lynch in a um, corporate investment banking job, working with Merrill Lynch financial advisors. And I remember thinking at the time, I need a financial advisor. So this will be really easy to find my financial advisor because I'm working with all these these advisors. And in the process of looking for my own advisor, I tell people I became woke to the advisory space. you know, at the time, 85% were men. Um, although I don't think a lot's changed since then uh, in that area. Um, and they all looked and felt the same. And, you know, there's, I always tell people there's nothing wrong with, with men. I married one. I birthed one. I love men. I've worked in an all-male dominated industry my whole 22-year career. But um, it just felt unfair. If somebody was looking for something different, it was hard to find. So I became a Merrill advisor. And my plan at Merrill was to help more women become financial advisors because I saw that there was this entrepreneurial aspect to it. My manager at the time said, you know, hit your goals, build your business. You can bring on whoever you want to bring on. I thought I'm going to bring on a team of women and change this. So it became a financial advisor. I thought the problem with advisory was inclusivity. Um, as far as look and feel of the advisors, what I found when I became one is the problem was inclusivity as far as clients. So to work with me at Merrill, you had to have 250,000 in assets. You literally didn't count as a household unless you had 250,000 in assets. So I laugh all the time because my practice business would never existed if I took the quote advice of my mentor. And I always use mentor in air quotes because he really didn't mentor me very well. But one of the pieces of advice he gave me was 
uh, pre-screen all your calls, Shannon, you know, make sure they have money before you even meet with them because it's not even going to count if they don't. And I just remember thinking at the time, like, I'm not going to ask somebody how much money they have in their bank account before we have coffee. That just doesn't seem right. So, um, I just took every meeting. It became the meeting of yes for everything. So people would say, Hey, I need a financial planner. I'm like, great, let's grab coffee. Let's talk. And you know, one of those first meetings was this woman. And I always say it like it, it played out like a movie. She was like, I have 250,000 of student loan debt and I make $50,000 a year. Like not the six figure law job that my law school told me I was going to have. And she's going on and on and on. And then finally said, you know, and I just feel unlovable. Like who would want to marry me with all this debt? And it was a lot to unpack over that coffee. And I just remember thinking, I have nothing for her at Merrill. I mean, her wealth management analysis will just make her depressed. So I thought, well, I'm going to, I want to help her though. So let me do something on the side. So I kind of created this plan for her on the side. It was just like a simple word document telling her what to do. And then that led to multiple other what I call my pro bono clients, like a series of clients who looked and felt like that. And, um, and I did that for a, a few months and it just became this dirty little secret. And I tell people I became the worst financial advisor ever because I loved people with no money, my pro bono clients more than my high net worth clients. And, and I was doing that for a while. And I literally had like my Oprah, aha, come to Jesus week of my life. And it started with a quarterly review of the couple. They had $1.4 million with me. They, we were doing a quarter, their quarterly review, their portfolio was down like 3%. And they were just complaining about, you know, like it was like the end of the world. They're like, how are the kids going to go to college and how are we going to do this? And um, I spent an hour of my life making them feel better about being a little less rich. And it just felt really soul sucking. And I thought, I guess this is my job. Like talking people off of a ledge that wasn't that high, you know? And and two days later, I met with this pro bono client and I did a plan for just like I was doing with these other pro bono clients. It was literally in a Word document, exactly like what we do at the gym. Here's how much you need to save. Here's how you handle the student loans. Here's how you do a credit card debt. And um, at the end of the meeting, she said, you know, you're saving my life, right? And I was like, this feels so much better than that other meeting. And there are a lot more people like this than that out there. And it was all kind of coming to me at once. I was on a weight loss journey myself. And I remember thinking I had so many places to go to get physically healthy. And if people want to get physically healthy, they have so many places to go. But if people want to get financially healthy, where would they go? Where could I send them to that's going to treat them like a human being with compassion and empathy. It doesn't matter what's in their bank account. And I thought you would go to a financial gym. And um, that was nine years ago. I knew nothing about starting a business, never even wanted to start a business. Um, and But it just consumed me. And I just was like, I have to do it. So I left Merrill. It'll be nine years this summer to start building the gym concept. I spent two years going through everything I own personally helping people with no money. Um, my family thought I'd lost my mind. They were like, Shannon had this great job at Merrill Lynch and now she's working for people with no money. And, um, but it was really meaningful work. And I was getting to the end where I, the point where I had nothing left in my savings account. And, um, and I was like, I think it's time for me to go back to, you know, make six figures again, go back to the job. And my then husband was like, no, you're onto something. You need to keep doing this. So he's like, I've got money in my IRA, let's keep going. You know, advice I don't love to give to my clients now, but you know, that was like the the mission. Then two days, two two months later, I had coffee with a former boss of mine in Maryland. He had just been let go. 
then I was updating about what I was doing, how I was helping people. And at the end, he was saying he had the severance payout. He's like, how do you think I should invest my money? And I was like, I think you should invest in a small financial services company that's about to run out of money. <laughs> and that was my first hundred thousand dollar check. And, um, and then we, you know, I raised, I've to date raised $10.3 million. Wow. We've built gyms, uh, across the country. Um, we're in an all virtual environment though, because of COVID, um, we work with over 10,000 people. We worked with clients and we work with clients in all 50 States as young as 17, as old as 75. Um, and we've seen everything in between and, um, it's, it's been a crazy journey. So that's amazing. That's right. Wow. I love that. So, and then what is the, what's the structure of it? How does it work? So if I join the financial gym, what is the, like, is it like a monthly, I would yep. imagine it's kind of like a gym. So it's you just like monthly, a gym, monthly, monthly membership. What do you get? Yeah. You get a certified financial trainer. So that's what our, uh, our team is. We're, you know, technically financial planners, but we're, we call ourselves financial trainers. Um, and you get the person who's, you know, we call your, we also kind of tongue in cheek, call your trainer, your BFF, your best financial friend. And, um, we work with clients in, you know, a number of different ways. We've developed our own proprietary planning, um, software that I think is next to none. It's, uh, built off the last nine years of helping people. So, you know, it not only allows a, play, a trainer to do a financial, full financial plan in less than 30 minutes, it contemplates everything from, you know, budgeting, credit score management, student loans, to how much you should make, um, to things like concepts like financial independence and, um, home buying and everything in between. So it's really, um, robust and exciting. And, you know, it just depends on what our clients are working on. Um, some of them are just trying to learn the basics of how do I save? How do I, uh, you know, pay off debt? How do I, you know, you know, plan for retirement to, um, you know, I, how do I invest and, uh, buy real estate and income producing properties. So we really see it all. And I, I think I said this maybe before we started, but we've had clients start with us with negative $2,000 in the bank, which I didn't even know was possible to get that negative in your bank account, but we've seen it, um, to clients with over $40 million. We have clients with, you know, making $30,000 a year and clients making seven figures and clients with zero debt and clients with seven figures of debt and, um, everything in between. Awesome. Awesome. And you said before we started recording that you certify these financial trainers. Yeah. And so are there, like someone listening to this who might be an advisor, or maybe an insurance professional, insurance agent, is this something you would recommend that they could add? Like not, I yeah. mean, I don't know if that would be, I mean, they work at the financial gym as well, but like something as a certification to add so that they can bring more value to their clients. Yep. So we have been doing the certified financial training program now for, um, for, we've been doing it for over five years and, um, we have our program we call trainer Academy and we've been, I don't want to say producing trainers, but we have been producing trainers for the last five years very successfully. And, um, and we have a method and approach that's really unique. And so last year we were talking about it, um, you know, how we were going to grow, where the business was going. And, you know, we've always had the trademark for certified financial trainer. And we were like, what if we offered this externally to date? It had only been, you had to be an employee of the gym to have the certification. And, um, and so this year we, we've started off to external, um, advisors, accountants, CPAs, like 
life coaches, you know, for anybody who wants to um, either have a money coaching type uh, job, add it to a current practice, um, you know, and in between what I love about our program is, you know, it's interesting as we were talking about it, we we're like, okay, looking at the market and what do we really want it to be and what do we want it to do? And, um, and a lot of MLM kind of conversations keep coming up. Like when you talk about certification programs and I just kind of laugh about it. Cause I just, that LuLaRoe um, documentary is like always in my head. And I was like, cause when you think about, Oh, we're helping people build businesses, you know? And I'm like, but we're really helping people. build businesses. <laughs> so I'm not saying it like, I want to say it real. And I am saying it truthfully. Um, and what we love about it is like, we're shifting and where we're going with the gym internally, we're working with a lot of bigger companies providing kind of uh, we call it trainer on demand. So their employees or, or members have access to a free 20 minute session with our trainers. So we're kind of shifting that way. And we have this one-on-one -on -one business and funnel that has grown. And, um, we want to use that to help other people, you know, enhance and build their practices. So, um, we have this built-in funnel. Um, you know, we just want to make sure that we've, trained people in the way that we know they would care for and take care of their clients like we do in the gym, um, because it is our certification program. But, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's where we were heading into, uh, 2022. And, you know, when I started doing this, I, like I said, at the beginning, I always said to myself, you know, I want to help more women become financial advisors. And I had a, a realization uh, three or four years ago into this journey where the majority of my team is are women. And I was like, I did help more women become financial advisors just in a better way, like, yeah, not within awesome. the Merrill Lynch confines. And, um, and so we love being able to do that. I think women make amazing financial advisors. Um, and you know, I think it's a, a, the, the greatest job ever. So love to help other people get to do it more. Yeah. So when I, when I was, uh, it sounds a lot like what I kind of a path that I was kind of on very, very ended up very different, but it started off where very similarly, I was meeting with people and it wasn't like a, a product insurance or managing their money wasn't necessarily going to get them the result that they wanted. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. that I had a challenge that they didn't have money, although mm -hmm. I had that as well, but I was living in the Silicon Valley where most of them had some money, but also they were making good money and spending good money. So mm -hmm. then they didn't end up having much to, you know, maybe some in their 401k, but um, very, you know, not always a lot of assets and whatnot. And the way to so, like, and, and then they were also, I was working with couples and they, the way they were communicating was a challenge and how they, the, how they talked about money, how they managed their money, how they thought about money, beliefs and behaviors and all this stuff. So I actually developed a money coaching program and um, I had something called Kim Jim, which stood for know your money to grow your money. And so mm -hmm. like, cause I really believe that when they, they understood like what they had and what and the decisions they were making, they would be better with their money. And so I was at, I was at an independent firm. So I had a lot more flexibility than somewhere like Merrill Lynch, but I created an outside business activity. And then I had my money coaching mm -hmm. program. And so I did money coaching and that was actually where, like what got me to my first six figures was because I was just really understanding what they needed, what they wanted. It wasn't always solving the problem with the product. Mm -hmm. And that was the transformation. Like that's where the transformation happened. They got clear about their money. They knew, you know, how to make better decisions with it. They stopped just spending, you know, was or emotional or not even that just like knowing like where their money was and it made all the difference. And mm -hmm. that's how I kind of, I ended up in a different path. I had very similar conversation with my husband. I remember we're thinking about 
you know, how we're going to like grow this and I can create more money coaches and, and have this whole kind of like vision of, of how to help women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on the money coaching side, which essentially, you know, is very similar to what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up on a different path, helping them with their businesses. And we similarly look back and go like, oh, I remember in that, you know, kind of boardroom on, on the whiteboard where we were thinking about this, my husband and I going like, oh, it kind of happened just differently, you know, in a way where I'm helping financial advisors, mm-hmm. you know, to grow their businesses. And I just felt like I was, I realized I was a lot better at helping people grow their businesses than I was at helping them save money or, or, or create wealth. So right. uh, that's where I, that path I took. But I think the common denominator here is that, you know, humans are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're driven by their belief and and then they make their behaviors and that's what determines their success financially. And when you go into an industry that is designed to just sell people shit and Mm -hmm. and, and some in a way, some, sometimes in a way that's serving them and sometimes in a way that's not, I mean, just the fact finding of like, where's your money? Let me sell you some stuff. And I think so many women come to this industry with the heart, heart of gold to mm-hmm. serve and help people. And then they're indoctrinated with all these ways to sell them. That's like, they're not congruent with. And so then they end up mixed. And I was talking about this in another podcast, but like almost like this incongruence of, well, I have to make money and sell them stuff, but I don't feel congruent doing this. So then unfortunately the byproduct is that, that then they don't make an offer. And so they don't get clients because they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love this idea of adding this component. I think with a lot of broker dealers, RAAs, a lot of firms, you can get this outside business activity. You can go get certified. I didn't have that option at that time. This was, I think, 13, 14 years ago. I had to figure it out myself. But you have the whole system. It sounds like a real business in a box where it's a component. Like even if all they did, even if they couldn't charge, but they could have this this understanding of how people behave, what they, how they make decisions, all the mindset stuff, which Mm -hmm. I'd imagine is a huge component and then bring that to their practice, you might be able to have it as an outside business activity to make extra money, which a lot of my clients do. And if not, you'll make extra money just by having this knowledge of a better way to serve people, not sell people um, so that they can get bigger results. Because I mean, the only difference between why someone is wealthy or not, it's not actually how much money they make. It's the decisions they make based on their beliefs. So I think that's, that's awesome that you have that already set them. Yeah. It is a business in a box. I, uh, I always say to, to your point, the problems are the same. The zeros are different. You know, like I, pe- people are like it's 72% of Americans like paycheck to paycheck. I say, it doesn't matter the size of the paycheck. So, um, you know, we see people making seven figures with nothing in the bank and people make a, you know, with, you know, a significantly less with nothing in the bank. And, and again, here are the same type of scenarios. And yeah, a, a big part of the certification program is teaching the nuts and bolts of like the, you know, the, the, the finance stuff, but it is really giving guidance on the behavioral finance aspect of helping people with their, uh, financial health in their lives and making those smarter choices. And how do you, how do you understand them and serve them in a way that they need you to, because, um, you know, we, we've now worked with, like I said, over 10,000 plus clients and we've seen, um, you know, so much. I joke that if I wanted to sell the company for just the information in our Slack channels alone, like that I could sell it for seven figures because it is, um, you know, we've literally seen it all. I I crack up every time I see in Slack, one of our trainers will be like, Hey, has anyone seen a situation with blah, blah, blah. And somebody right away is like, yeah, like, I mean, some really out there scenarios and, um, you know, and so we've, we've really seen all, and that's kind of where the training, you know, gets into and, and 
we're very mindful of it being an investment for people, but we're really mindful of it being an investment that makes sense. So we have different tiers of, of the certification, but the, the highest tier is literally a business in a box, including utilizing our planning technology software. We do the billing. You can do, you know, monthly uh, recurring revenue and um, including um, lead gen as well, because we are utilizing our our uh, leads, you know, we're really literally handing them off to our licensees. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. If you're listening right now and you have, I mean, it doesn't have to be an independent firm, but you just have to get creative about, Mm -hmm. you know, figuring out if there's a way to do an outside business activity. I mean, I did this, like I said, 14, something like that, 14, 15 years ago. Now I can't do the math, but um, I think it was, yeah, 15 years ago. And, and it was very unusual to, to do that, but it happened by accident. Like, cause I was doing something similar where I just kept finding that again, the, the, the products weren't solving the problems. Cause I got good at sales and sales meant not selling people. It actually meant understanding what their problems were and understanding what they wanted. And the problems didn't, weren't solvable by uh, an insurance product or something right. like that. And so then I'm like, well, I think I need to do this. I created this program and then my, my supervisor was like, you can't do that if it's not an outside business activity. And I was like, okay, well, how do I do an outside business activity? And she's like, all you got to do is sign, you know, even insurance is an outside business activity. You just yeah. sign this stuff, tell them what it is. And so I did that. And then um, at first I had to keep it like in the grid, you know, where they would still take a payout. And then I ended up right. actually leaving the company, going to a different company and it was completely out. So I got hundred percent of it. So um, if you're thinking like, this sounds really amazing, but I don't know how to make it work. First of all, you always have a choice. You didn't, mm-hmm. you know, Shannon, you didn't stay at Merrill Lynch. They put you in a yeah. box. You didn't want to be in that box. You found another way out and it wasn't easy. And yeah. You struggled and then you figured out a way to get really creative and, and to create a new business model that didn't exist and to be successful in it and find $10 million. That's no joke. Like that's amazing yeah. to go find money and like to have a vision behind it that people believed in. They knew it would be successful. And so many people I think are just like, well, this is where I'm at. I'm at insert firm name and right. I'm not allowed to do this. Well, you are allowed to walk out the door first yeah. of all. Yeah. Um, and second of all, you might be allowed to do it within that box if you want to stay, but it's like so many people I think are confined to what's happened. And it's like, we all have choices and whether mm-hmm. it's financial, whether it's about your business. And, um, the, the main thing I think I got from the beginning stories too, is that you got to be congruent with what you're doing. You yeah. know, nothing wrong with Merrill Lynch. Some people are very happy Merrill Lynch working with the people they love to work with. They have $4 million and they're super cool. And then some of them are total jerks. Like I'm all about like, Hey, go attract high net worth clients. But I, my whole thing is like attract the people you want to work with. Don't work with people you don't like working with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's one of the joys about this business and and certainly doing it on your own or however you're, you're doing it. That was one of the things that really appealed to me about being a financial advisor in general is very entrepreneurial and where I didn't feel like I was an entrepreneur when I became um, an advisor, I did have a, I was in my early thirties at this point. So I did have a very strong idea of the kind of business I wanted to build and, and the advisory business I wanted to build. And it was one that was highly consultative and not, you know, product selling and that sort of thing. And it was very difficult to do in Merrill, though it was funny. I was one of the top advisors in, in New York and the, and the Merrill class. And they were like, how are you doing it? And, um, <laughs> I was, the funny thing is I was the only female, new female advisor in my marrow class. There was like 25 dudes and me. And, um, and I found out later they didn't actually want to hire me. I had an interview with eight different guys, um, to get the position and seven of them said, no, the only person says yes was my manager. And, um, 
and they all said no because they because I was a woman and they didn't oh, think gosh. I could do it. And and the HR person I'm telling me that she's like, yeah, I get the recruiter. She's like, I get the same, you know, I send the managers the same resumes to me. It's the same resume, but they always pick the guys and don't pick the oh. women. And, um, and so, you know, then they hire me, then I'm like top of the class. And then they're like, well, how do we get more people like this? I'm like, well, first of all, you start by hiring more of us. And my thesis, when I was interviewing with these guys is like, look, I look different than 80 percent of the population. I don't think I'm going to win every you know meeting I go to, but I look 85%. So I'm going to get something from this just by being different. And, um, and so then I was doing really well. And then, you know, the guys around me, one of the, my favorite inappropriate moments was this guy was like, so, you know, Shannon, like how, how are you doing it? Like you, you sold this or that. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, I give a free blow job to every person who signs up with me. And the worst part about this story, because of course I was giving him crap, but the worst part about the story was he paused for a minute. It was like, oh God. And I was like, what am I doing? I was like, I'm doing what you're doing, but better is what I'm doing. Like, um, you know, there's just pausing like because he was considering, should I give guys blowjobs? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't think about the blowjob <laughs> aspect. Yeah. Good idea for lead gen. I mean, it right, was just, right. they just had no idea. And, and, and it was because of having that kind of consultative behavior. And, and it's funny because now, you know, and I really do feel like the way that we help people in the way, and, you know, and you saw it in your practice is like, if you can help solve the puzzle pieces for people without inserting a product, um, because like you said, not most puzzles don't require the product to the product is not the missing piece in the puzzle. Mm -hmm. If you can help put the puzzle together, then the other stuff comes with it. And the funniest thing is like, we left, left Merrill, left Merrill, built the whole thing. Oh, I had guys tell me too. good luck good luck creating a company without the Merrill Lynch brand. Mm. And I was like, thank you. I think I will do great because I don't have the Merrill Lynch brand. And, um, and so, so I, you know, started doing that and I was very averse to like making money off of selling products. Um, you know, I was like, we're platform agnostic. We just, you know, we're getting advice people in the proper channels. And then the funniest thing is since I've been doing this now, um, you know, for the last almost nine years, clients are like, just tell me what, account to open up? Like what credit card should I get? What bank account should I get? What, uh, what brokerage platform should I, you know, roll over my IRA to? And I crack up because it's like, and I think about this for, you know, people who have RIAs or CFPs, I'm like, it's a great addition. Like we don't, we don't sell investment products. You know, we're, we're just like essentially like a consulting business, but I'm like, if you do the consulting part of it, you get all the other things because the people want to give it to you because you help them solve the puzzle that nobody wanted to help them solve. And yeah, which the product is easy after that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what happened. It's like, I I started doing money coaching and I charged for that. And then it's like, of course, now they trust me. And then Mm -hmm. it's, we're going to roll over your 401k. Oh no, I'm going to go to a different financial, but no one would ever do that. Yeah. But it was interesting what you said, because you were talking about earlier, how you kept meeting for coffee with broke people and they didn't have the money and all this stuff. And you were doing that. And you were like, you you weren't like saying, I can only meet with high net worth clients or anything like that. And then you were still Mm -hmm. the top of the charts yeah, because you were just providing value. And then what happens is you keep providing value. The money comes. And I'm not saying everybody should work with everybody. I mean, it depends on your model. Now you have a great model for that. I'm a big believer in like getting clear about who you want to attract and then go for that one person and just clone them again and again. But I think the, the principles are the same in regards to serving 
and helping mm-hmm. people and getting really clear on what the true challenges are and what they want. And then figuring out like, here's, here's how I solved the problem mm-hmm. and not being attached to throwing a product at them. And then products are great. Products yeah. are great. Like we can people use need the products. products. They need yeah. financial products. I don't want to throw financial products under the bus, but I don't think they're the lead, you know, but people need them. I mean, they, they solve for a lot of um, people's challenges, but it's like, as long as they come in in the right place, then you have, you know, the trust. I had a couple who joined and um, the gym and they were like, Hey, we, we need you to do a plan for us. And they had, you know, I, I just thought it was like, you know, budging, helping, whatever. They ended up having $40 million in assets and they have five different advisors. And I crack up because of course, none of the advisors know how much they have mm-hmm. in total, because what, that's what a lot of the higher net worth people do is they split it up because not right. they don't want any one person to have it all. And um, I was like, why haven't you gotten this review with somebody else? Well, we don't trust them, you know? I'm like, but they have your money. Yeah, we're looking to get rid of some people or, or that person. And I think about it so much about, God, these advisors are so dumb because if they were any of those five, right? If any of them yeah. did extra, like the the planning, the trust that, that I put together, like the plan that I put together for them, they would get all $40 million. Like, you know, so there's the guy at Merrill thing and he's like killing it because he's got a $2 million account. Meanwhile, he doesn't realize there's right. 38 million somewhere else. And, you know, I think that's another message too, is like that consultative, that really the um, helping, you know, puzzle solve for people really does lead to more things, you know, down the road. And I remember in our Merrill training too, they were like telling us the different ways to prospect. And it was like, you know, cold calling and mailers and emailers and all this stuff and the, and the degree of success that you would get. So, you know, you'd have to do like 9,000 cold calls a week to get two or three leads, X mailers, whatever. And then the, the highest one was word of mouth. And I remember like going through this training and at the end of that, you know, for me, I was like, word of mouth, like, duh, you know, I have a network. I'm going to use my network. They still, (laughs) the mentors still made advisors cold call. And I was like, that is just, you already showed how ineffective it is. And yet you still do the cold calling thing. And for me, I was always like, I'm going to just treat my clients really well. And then my clients are going to be my salespeople. And that's what happens. And to this date, 40% of financial gym clients come from word of mouth because you just take care of people. And it's, and it's certainly with advisors, people usually go with somebody they know or somebody they've heard from. And I'm like, just doing a really good job and being holistic with people will naturally get you more people. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. This has been great. Well, tell them where to find you, especially if they want that course, the certified financial trainer course. Yes. So financialgym.com and the, is the website. We're also at the financial gym on Instagram. Um, and if you go to the dropdown and services, our CFT course is there and you can, uh, fill out the application and, um, we'd love to have you as part of the CFT family. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments 
in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if you can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone, I think it was Dana got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments, go to 10, go to 15, go to 20 and set yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the tag challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Grow Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.